Hey, hey, hey everyone. Welcome to another episode of Jeff Has Cool Friends. I'm Jeff May and I have cool friends. That's so exciting for me and also my friends because they find out they're cool. Uh, I'm actually here with one of my favorite people, one of my best buds, somebody that I have spent numerous hours in numerous vehicles traveling to different places with, uh, one of my favorite people, uh, one of my old bosses, just an all-around multi-hyphenate, uh, Dave Igo. Dave, how are you, man? Good, man. Yeah, vehicles and hotel rooms and we, shared bathrooms and stuff. We've yeah, shared was... many. You, uh, but be, by definition, uh, were one of the only people to know that I was even on a game show. Mm-hmm. You were the first person to find out that I got the Netflix show because I got the call while you and I were driving to PowerCon. That was that was a fun time. It was PowerCon and Good News Con because yeah. good news, it happened. Yes. Yeah, it was like, because it was a speaker. <laughs> it was on speakerphone and the guy's like, congratulations, you got the show. And I had to look over you like, you didn't hear that. <laughs> yeah, no, this is a friend EA situation for sure. <laughs> yeah. It was by necess- it was necessary. Yeah. I was in the car, you were in the car. It's yeah. kind of like, I can't jump out of the car. We're yeah. on the freeway, I couldn't pull over you know? yeah i've um so so for those of you that are not aware uh dave we met uh at sideshow mm-hmm. where we both used to work mm-hmm. and we both left independently and then when i left sideshow and you had already uh, established yourself with tweeterhead as their creative director is that right mm-hmm. and uh i mentioned to you i was like hey uh you're not the only person to leave sideshow now and you were like get your ass over to tweeterhead i did tweeterhead social media for a year it was great i was glad to be able to do that lots of fun and, uh, and now here I am. Uh, we've done so many cons together. Hopefully more cons too, if you're down. Like it's I'm always down, it's yeah. always fun. You're great, obviously an awesome person, but like it's fun and amazing watching you like work the floor, engage with fans. You're very knowledgeable of a lot of nerdy things, which might be shocking to people listening <laughs> to this show. <laughs> you so, a lo- there's yeah. a lot of, a lot of my, uh, you guys make a lot of stuff that is in my wheelhouse very specifically. So yep. it makes it very easy. You're like, Jeff, quick, do you have any facts about Batman or He-Man? I was like, oh, how much time do you have? Yeah, I could like leave the booth and be like, nope, Jeff's got it. And then just oh, yeah. come back and so you'd be like, bah, 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 did you know that? Well, you're the mayor of whatever convention you go to, which is very <laughs> like every time like and because Val made the comment because we were in the booth together because Valerie was working the booth with us, by the way. She had a San blast. Diego, yeah, San Diego, San Diego Comic Con. Yeah. And, and she had a blast. She went in totally terrified because yeah. she's like, I don't know what I'm doing. And it's like there's six things like yeah. you're going to be fine. Yeah. And she did. She did fine. But she looked at you holding court and she was like, man, I thought you were the mayor of whatever convention <laughs> you go to. And she's like, look at Dave. Like the, she's like, the con hasn't started and there's six people around him, <laughs> uh, which is very fun. You were so incredibly talented and it's fascinating to me because you, you take a very behind the scenes approach to all this stuff where a lot of people that work in art, a very important part is branding themselves and pushing yeah. themselves forward. And and you're not like that. It's weird because I feel like I kind of am naturally that on a con floor. But like when it comes to like online presence, I'm not really like, like you know, I have like a, a thousand followers on Instagram or something like that. I just mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, working, at, you know, for 13 plus years while my first job sideshow and, you know, now another three years at Tweeterhead. I've just, I've always had a job. I feel like I've never really needed to promote myself yeah. or my own yeah, personal You're promoting getting, getting insurance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like, I just was, you know, I'm like, I have a job. I don't need to submit portfolios. I need to get my art out there. But at conventions, I was always like rubbing elbows, meeting people. Cause mm-hmm. I just love to talk to people, engage with people. And you never know who you're going to meet and who you become That's friends fun. with, you know? You're originally from Colorado. Yes, sir. And, and, and I'm originally from New England. 
And there are two very conflicting conversational styles that we have. And it really clicked me at one event where I was trying to get information from somebody at a con and I forget which one it was. And I could tell that you were not used to that style of conversation where I was talking to somebody working at the con. I was like, well, just, I just need this information. And I, and I, I was moving, talking really fast and you put your hand on my shoulder to like calm me down. And you're like, I got this. I think and, I know exactly what you're talking about. And, and I, I, I left <laughs> laughing cause I was like, Oh, he thinks I was yelling at that guy. The guy probably thought you're yelling at him. Too, probably. You know? <laughs> and I was like, I was like, no, I'm just trying to make this efficient for all of us. I'm giving you the pertinent information and I'm asking for you to help me out. And I was laughing my ass off about it because after the fact, I was just like, oh, Dave thought that I was being like mean to this guy. At least we communicate well with each other. So that's why I put my arm on you right away. I was like, I got this. Oh, I, I knew know. exactly. Like, <laughs> so. I knew exactly at the time I was like, oh, he's got to he's going to pull me back. Like, <laughs> I got that. And and I laughed about it, too, because like, you know, I don't take that personally either. Whereas just, I was just like, oh, Dave's Colorado-ness is, is, is bristling up against my Bostonian-ness. And, uh, I don't even know if it's a Colorado thing, but it, it sure it might be. You're super you know? chill. Yeah. Well, thanks. the reality is you're just super chill. And, and I'm chill in like a bit large scale, but when it comes to like interpersonal interactions, I try not to like, I try to cut the fat yeah. off of it. Yeah. And, uh, and I guess when it comes to like businessy interactions, when it comes to hanging out, I just talk all day. Yeah. So y you and I, we have very similar likes, which is I think why you've really done great at Tweeterhead with the DC property and... Motu. The, uh, and Motu. Like you and I are big He-Man guys. We both like obscure mm -hmm. villains. Mm -hmm. uh, whereas you're a big Merman guy, right? Yeah. I don't even know if like he's as obscure as like, I love Snout Spout as well. And I'd say he's one of the more obscure ones just because yeah. he's so ridiculous. There's like, here's he's a buff stupid. dude. Let's put a mechanical elephant head on him. I'm like, I love it. Those, those later era, like the 1986 and 87 mm -hmm. Masters of the Universe action figures were very interesting because they're like, I don't know, an elephant guy? Yeah. I don't know. What about a guy that we could just pull the arms of and he's taller? Yeah, yeah. Extendar or whatever. Yeah, yeah. and then they then they had one of the best characters, Scareglow, which is like, why didn't they have a glow-in-the-dark skeleton warrior like earlier, you know? It's like, how would it take so long to get to him? I mean, you need, because that's that gimmick. Remember, glow-in-the-dark is always the last gasp of a dying toy line. I disagree. I think glow-in-the-dark can be that, but can also be just amazing. So do, it depends. Do you know, you know how, well, it's not, it's not not amazing, but you ever see how valuable the glow-in-the-dark Ghostbusters are? Mm -mm. they are because yeah. they're the last run oh because yeah. it's that last we need to get kids buying these again what gimmick haven't we done yet and so those like those glow in the dark last any last run of an action figure is going to be worth a ton long term yeah because it Cause, short yeah. sold them or yeah. whatever yeah and uh boy let me tell you those glow in the dark ghostbusters they're worth a fortune um but yeah you you're you're a merman guy and yeah. so, and you've actually been able to do sort of you've pulled your personal strings in in the business aspect of Tweeterhead to get merman uh to be a piece that you guys are are selling now yeah it was actually um i think it was the first one cuz this is a the legends line that we're making at uh Tweeterhead is kind of continuation of what we started when I yeah. was at Sideshow. The spiritual sequel of what yeah. Sideshow had. Yeah. yeah, and um, we never got to make a merman when I was there. And so when the line stopped and I was trying to help Twitter get the line going, I was doing my own like little fan art bust and ZBrush. Mm -hmm. And uh, merman was the first one I did because he was my favorite. And I was like, oh, this is fun. And then we used that as like a jumping off point when the statue was able to happen. Yeah. So. 
it's cool that that happened and a real bummer for me to know that I am never going to get my guy. Who? Clawful. Who? Clawful. I know, I know it's Clawful. The, Dude, the giant... I can't imagine just not doing Clawful one day. It's just like right away it doesn't make sense, but like there's... I have my big NECA statue and I love him to death and I'm like, I want to do that. Here's the thing is there's no... There's no room for Clawful on the top of the checklist. Like Clawful is going to be deep. Like he's not going to be as deep. I don't think as like other characters would be. But like he's a cool monster. I think he's kind of like in the same wheelhouse as like Whiplash, Spikehorn, Webstore. Yeah, it's like a, they're all like right there with each other. I'm like, oh, who do we do first? He has you kaiju know? energy, which I think is good cool. for that run. Yep. Your heroes, you want to do, you know, heroic, you know character in whatever heroic pose but yeah you do get to play with the monsters a little bit more i would assume and obviously i can't i mean you guys are nda to hell so i can't i can't get that but like if you were to do like a web store who's Mm -hmm. like a spider character um would you pull away from the the bulkier aspect and make him more of like a spindly character yeah it that's where it like gets kind of tough. You don't want to make it such a new redesigned character that people are like, oh, it's not my web store or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's like, how do you make that work? And then there's it helps us see other iterations of web store that have become really popular. Like the 2000X one, the Four Horsemen designed, is amazing. Like I have this, yeah. uh, I forgot what the Stanction or Staction or whatever they call oh, yeah. it. Like they, the they, they action couldn't make statue. action figures because yeah. they lost the license, so they made mini statues. Yeah, and, and I they love were yeah. that take on him. So it's like I could see it definitely be like an evolution of that, where he's not super spindly, but not a buff swole guy, you know. Actually, yep. um, fun fun thing recently was uh, I finally finished the CG, the new He Man CG show, the one for kids. Oh, the kids one, yeah. Dude, they have an amazing redesign of Web Store in there. I'm like, holy crap, that's awesome. So they have some really cool stuff. Their design stuff is great. I I hope that I hope that takes off because that I hope that show does well because their design is really fun. It has yeah. it has a Clone Wars energy. Yeah, um, to it. I couldn't get into Clone Wars person. I was more of a 2D Clone Wars guy. Oh, the Gen- yeah, Gendy Gendy stuff. Yeah. yeah, dude, that stuff blew my mind. I love it. And then the 3D stuff came out in the. I think it was the original movie that came out. They released in the theaters. I was like, womp womp. Just I couldn't get into it. Yeah. I hear amazing things about it. I should go back and give it a chance. But like, because I'm working on He Man, I'm like always trying to immerse myself in everything He-Man. And so, yeah. you know, Revelation came out. That was very polarizing for a lot of people. I enjoyed a lot of it. And then I was like, I got to jump into this like this kid's show. Yeah. And there's some great redesigns and some yeah. story ideas. Like, I love when they... One thing I love about He-Man and Master of the Universe is how many different takes on the characters there are. It's not just like, oh, here's the story. And there it's, should be, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's like there's the original mini comic was way more Conan, then there's the filmation cartoon, and then the live action movie. Those are three very different things. And they had like the new adventures, space redo, then they had 2000X, and they have all the modern comic book stuff. And now this new kid uh, kids show. I don't even want to call it a kids show. It's definitely aimed towards kids. It's but, a kids show. Yeah, but like we, I, I loved it as a, an adult. And so that's a great thing is like with, the legends line we're doing is like, what, what is that world? Like, what yeah. could this story be? And just making it a little bit different, you know? Yeah. It's definitely, you know, the, the version that you guys have created is, is a uh, very, very sort of like, what if we, you were making a live action film? Totally. Characters. Yeah. And, and they're great. Like, we we had talked a lot. I remember you did like the you were talking about when they were doing designing trap jaw and the way you described it is I want somebody to get tetanus if they touch this. Like yeah. that's the energy that we're gonna have on this. Yeah, dude. I <laughs> trap jaw was one of the hardest ones to do because it's like he's my second favorite character right behind Merman. Merman felt like I did the little bust. 
I worked on it with Emil Carfong, who's an amazing designer sculptor. Mm-hmm. And we just kind of worked on it together and just the solution came really easy mm-hmm. with Trap Jaws work with Geo Nackpill, who's also an amazing sculptor yeah. designer. And the Kucherik brothers helped do early design stuff too. And it's like, how do you take mechanics and make it work in this version of He-Man? You know, and we were I was trying to think of like what could we do? Well, you know, Trapjaw, the character of Trapjaw, this has just become like a Motu podcast, which I yeah. would be fine with. Yeah. But the character of Trapjaw, for those of you that are not aware, he he essentially is like a steampunk zombie cyborg. Is the bet like if you were to make a steampunk cyborg, meaning like a lot of like old timey, like the joints are rusty and, and old, and it's not like this smooth functioning aspect, but very dangerous, and like with this undeadness to this character. Kind of, yeah, because in the original like toy and cartoon, which I think people are familiar with, he just ha- was like a dude with a metal jaw and then a robotic arm that was really stiff. He didn't even have an elbow joint. He just yeah. like would point his shoulder, you know, yeah. and that was it. So it's like he, he looked like a like a pirate. Yeah. At that time. <laughs> He's so bizarre. He's such a weird guy. Yeah. I think the thing that made Trapjaw really awesome for me was 2000X. They just like, I have the neck, the big neck statue yeah. of that too. And I'm like, that's the best Trapjaw ever. Like, how can we? It's a great read. Is that? Yeah. They bulked him out real good in that yeah. one. Too. Yeah. They made like... his arm really big and yeah. gave him all these wires and stuff. And, you know, when we were working on these redesigns, I was trying to figure out like rules for this world, like our take on He-Man. I was trying to avoid wires as much as possible. Cause I'm like, it's a statue. Okay. You don't want to do wires well, anyway. Not only that, but also just like, I always hated like watching a movie and these characters have these exposed wires. I'm like, dude, if someone just clipped that wire, you're screwed. It's just like, <laughs> how do you just make it out that? And then talk with Geo. I was like, you know, how do we do this arm? I'm like, Trapped all he's a bad guy. So he has to look like a bad guy. How do you make that like immediately recognizable besides like his stance, his Facial expression, knowing who he is. How do you make it recognizable aside from his face and body and stance? I mean, but like, it's like the armor design, I think, too, has to kind of emote that. And so I was like, you know, I was really inspired. One of my favorite movies is Lord of the Rings. The Peter Jackson trilogy is amazing. And how they, how Weta brought together, like, how they made the orcs come to life. And I was like, man, I want Trapjaw to have some of that. Like, if those orcs continued to exist and then had technology and got to steampunk, like you mentioned, like, what would orc armor steampunky stuff look like and it would not oh, be like so all these that's pe- interesting yeah so oh. that's totally where my mind was going and that's cool that's really interesting okay yeah so if you look at his armor design you should be like there should be a like oh that feels you know what a lord of the rings ish you know i know uh obviously you love the fans when you work for a company like this because they're the ones most, that keep a company fans well, well okay. that what i was gonna say yeah it's kind <laughs> of that because obviously the fans are the ones that you know, they're the ones that are showing up and buying mm-hmm. things. And it, what no company exists without people to buy their shit, if that's yep. the case. Yep. If you're making a product and nobody buys the product. So yep. fans or whatever. One of the things I saw, this trap jaw when it was put out there, looks amazing. And I saw somebody, like uh, several people in the comments, whining that it wasn't a janky straight hook. There's like maybe the, like two people like, I think that mentioned that. I like know exactly. The right toy down. from 1983, and they're yeah. like, "Why can't it be like this piece of toy that I had growing up?" And in my head, I'm just sitting, and I've gone on record as saying this. We've had this discussion a lot. There's a difference between the nostalgia of loving something that you loved as a kid and holding on to that nostalgia and carrying it with you. You've seen my collection. Mm-hmm. You've seen I've got like, carded Masters of the Universe. I think the peak form of pop art is the masters of the universe as a carded masters of the universe figure the red with the blue and the way like i not a polish bootleg of (laughs) saying i I love but i okay so i love that right 
but these people that are showing up and they get mad that something isn't the way it was as a kid or it doesn't it's not like the way it was in 1984 and it's like or they'll pretend that the show was somehow better than it was. Yeah, yeah. It's a show that I have several animation cells of. Mm-hmm. A show that I have carried an obsession with for for nigh on 39 years at this point in time, or 38 years. Uh, and yet, I am smart enough to recognize that it's not a great show. It's a great memory. Yes, that's and- a perfect way of putting it, for sure. Because it's like you want to channel what you remember, not mm-hmm make it a carbon copy of exact and that that's also a thing you can do too. Like that's not to take away from that, like pop culture shock way back when did these animated like filmation style statues in quarter scale years ago. And those are great. I remember if, they're great. Yeah. If that's what you want and that has straight arm trap on, that's cool. The goal with this line is to, what do I remember? Is it like, what do I imagine? I think I saw when I was a kid, yeah. you know, like, like how, how was I imagine when I was playing action figure with these action figures and banging them together? What was the cinematic aspect yeah. of that in my head yeah. as opposed to the, these two avatars of this character? Yeah. Growing up? Yeah. Like otherwise you'd be like, all right, cool. He doesn't bend to the knees because my action figure didn't bend to the knees. It's like, dude, shut up. That's not like, you know, like, yeah, like, oh, the left arm only swivels at the shoulder. It's like, shut up. No, I want to make him bend at the elbow yeah. too. You know, like, I don't see the problem with that. Yeah. Uh, where, where, and, and so when I see people complain about about it that was always the hardest thing for me even doing the when i was doing the the social media because you have to exist on a different plane yeah. versus my personal self mm-hmm. versus talking f- on behalf of a social media and interacting with people when they'll be like oh you know this isn't the one that i want i'm like oh hopefully we'll get you on the next one yeah, you know there's totally. lots of great stuff to come around and in my head i was just sitting there just being like what the f- you want yeah like yeah. what like what what will make you happy and i think the answer is if you gave away statues for free mm-hmm. that looked exactly like how they remember not having to pay bills mm-hmm. and you know you, i'll see the complaints now where they complain about prices mm-hmm. and i'm just like bro that's just the world right now like things were cheaper back in the day yeah agreed yeah they're not anymore and this company will drown mm-hmm. if they try to match the pre-pandemic prices. They can't survive. And it's just, I think it's just a matter of making people feel heard and appreciated. Be like, yep. dude, I hear you. I get it. It's not as cheap as it was, or this went up in price over the last year. Yep. We get, that's the trap jaw you want. This isn't that. And like you said earlier, Jeff, maybe we'll come back around and do a more classic version of trap jaw. I mean, we did the classic he man on battle cap, which was to appease kind of like hardcore classic. I want, the action figure come to life. And that's what like that line is for. So it's like, we and just then proved people, we're doing, and both. then people were mad that the scale was out of scale, uh, yeah. that it was one sixth scale instead of one fifth scale. Yeah. And then you were just like, well, do you know how much more expensive it would have been? Mm-hmm. One of the things that I've noticed about you, uh, still to this day, um, is that you personally will respond to people and their comments on Facebook mostly that mm-hmm. I see on a Twitter head post. Yeah. And you will reply and give earnest answers and it like shuts down people 80% of the time. And then the other 20%, it's just some people are stubborn ass. There's nothing you can do about that. I think a lot of that has to do with like how people would engage with you in real life. Mm-hmm. And if they're on the floor, like at con and come up to me, they wouldn't like be, you know, to my face some have and that's fine like i i welcome anyone you know like just as long as you're not going to threaten me or you know whatever when you engage with people online then they feel like oh there's actually a person here 
that reads them, not just shouting into this void of right. this faceless company. It's like, it's important, I think, for me personally to give a face to the company, let people know like, hey, we're here, we're listening, we acknowledge you. And it's easy right now too, because we're not like a huge company. We have like 15,000 yeah. Facebook you, followers or something. You're, you know? st you're still a boutique. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, your Instagram following is a lot higher too. Yeah, someone helped out with that. Gee, how'd that happen? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, oh, by the way, one of the things that's very funny is I, I research when people are going to be on the show, and uh, I don't need to research you that much. I'm, I'm, I know you quite well. Uh, but the other the other thing, the searches related to David Igo is David Igo obituary. Mm -hmm. And I was like, all right, let's see what happened to I this guy. I killed that guy. Yeah, I killed yeah, him. You I was are, like, there can only be Highlander, one. Yeah. yeah, I just say his head was missing because I <laughs> chopped it off. No, this is bad. Right. Whoever's listening to this probably knows that David Igo and... I don't know. I sincerely doubt that. <laughs> Just like, How big do you think my reach is? It better be big enough to reach whoever is related to that Dave Igo. I lost yeah. that. That that sideshow reach, that one. I'm just kidding. There was no reach. I thought there was... Can, I'll be 100% honest with you. I thought that I was going to get a much bigger push from, from side... Which, uh, you know, I, I get. I'm not a statue. Why would you put? Why would you keep posting about it? Mm -hmm. um, but there would be days where, like, the show would be up. And I'd be like, are you guys going to, like tell people about the show and they're like, oh, we'll get there eventually. We got to, we got six different statues we got to promote today. And I'm yeah. like, okay, well, you know, it's kind of like a big D no. Okay. Uh, that it's funny that my listenership went up <laughs> when I, when I left sideshow, which was a strange experience. I wasn't expecting that, but it was a good couple of years with them. There might be too when um you know you go on your own you kind of forced to like self promote a little bit more you know mm -hmm. like maybe when you're there it's kind of like oh they'll do this for me maybe maybe they did in their own way and sometimes yeah. you just don't see it because they have they do have like targeted newsletters and all that stuff but yeah, yeah when you're on your own you're like now it's all I mean you know you have to put that much more into it there's very stepchild energy that came in with that because I I was brought in to be like essentially a flagship podcast and they ended up coming like very quickly after that of like grabbing another podcast group and bringing them in and and th these guys who who I'm sure are great got this like really great treatment mm -hmm. uh for their shows and I was always just like well why don't I get that <laughs> like it was one of those things where I was like I I want that and they were like yeah but we got to promote this you know we got another batman coming we got to we got to post the thing about the batman I'm like well why did you hire me yeah yeah um and then, but then it was interesting. It was definitely a, a really fun spot. I met a lot of very cool friends there too. You see the name of the show goes. How, how that happened? How did I, we meet? I forgot. I, was it that? I we met on a tour. Mm -hmm. and, yep. and I was I was petting your dog. I forgot. Who, oh, Luna, R.I.P. Yeah, yeah the best doggo. I was talking about Luna last night. Somebody brought a one of those Mexican hairless uh, dogs what? that was like. Did Luna. it have hair? Yeah. Uh, no, it was hairless. And hairless I was like, one? you know, I was like, one of my very good friends has had a hairy, yeah, uh, had a hairy hairless co cocoa dog. dog. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, he's. I guess it's one per litter. Yeah, one per six. Yeah. yeah. And so I, I had brought up, uh, I had brought up Luna, who was like the essentially the the. Um, sidekick of sideshow yeah for a that. while she'd appear on uh any video i was on like they were very cool about let me bring her into work every day and having her like if i was doing like an interview with whoever that day on camera like yeah. luna's head would pop up and then the feed would be like oh luna and that was always like awesome because she was a well-behaved dog like, she wasn't dog. being a jerk or anything no yeah. it was a really good dog yeah i so i met you um almost almost exactly what 2018 like the around halloween of 2018 i would know what year it was I'm they all blur together i'm gonna tell you why i know this is because 
that was when I went to Sideshow to do their Halloween. It was on Halloween. I met you mm, on Halloween. That's crazy. We, so this is like a six-year anniversary. I was on Sideshow Live. I was on Sideshow Live. It was me, Jen Miro, and Susan Damon was the host at the time. And you guys had like a costume contest and you walked in through the show and everything. And then we did like the tour and everything mm -hmm. afterwards. Yeah. And it was a lot of fun. Yeah. And then it was not too long afterwards that they asked me to do the show. Oh, that's cool. Podcast. And then Susan ended up leaving and I ended up being the host. Mm -hmm. So people hated me mm -hmm. uh, for not being her, mm -hmm. which I thought was very interesting. Mm -hmm. That happens. Yeah. 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 Where I was, they were just like, I don't like this guy. Mm -hmm. I was like, is it because I look like an asshole? They're like, it's because you look like an asshole. Absolutely. It was a fun little, fun little project. Sorry, my headphones keep slipping because my beautiful hair. You have hair. a beautiful mane of hair. Yeah, yeah so it just like a, does not like to grip to the headphone top thing. It yeah, just like pushes You can it back. pull it off of the hair. Well, that's fine. I just yeah. won't let you know if I'm doing that. If you can hear it, let me know. Yeah, you can break the fourth wall all you want and tell people <laughs> what's like, happening. Yeah. I wasn't even going to bring it up. I took my shoes off for this, man. It's great. I, I love being in my that. socks. Yeah. I saw that. You, socks you took your moccasins off. You know what's crazy? So I get a lot of crap for wearing shorts to a lot of things. And when I, I was, shorts, you know, yeah. so when I used to work at Sideshow, when I sh showed up with pants, they'd be like, oh, Dave must have an important meeting today because he always wears shorts. I'm like, I'm going to make shorts popular. And it was crazy watching part of the Wakanda Forever red carpet because Kevin Feige just, Feige, right? Feige, I think. Just shows up in his baseball cap. That guy's always wearing his baseball cap, like some I, other people I know. But I like, think, yeah, I love it was like red carpet and he was like, Baseball cap, don't like care. See, I'm like, oh, it's, it's my guy. It's like seeing Dave Filoni in a cowboy hat. Yeah. That Except dude. Cowboy hats, I feel like, have been accepted that way. It's like, I, I feel. It's always a statement. A cowboy hat is always a statement. It's always a statement, but I feel like it's been accepted in dress, like that kind of dress up community. Being from Colorado and Midwest, you know, you see him, like, I'll give people you that, dressed yeah. up in cowboy hats all the time, but you don't see baseball caps. It's more of a casual thing. So seeing people in a suit with a baseball cap, I was like, yeah, buddy. I guess it's. I guess a cowboy hat is theoretically an older and more established style of hat. Mm -hmm. um, whereas the baseball cap is designed to keep the sun out of your eyes. And I guess what the cowboy hat's designed to keep it off the back of your neck and mm -hmm. the front and your and out of your eyes. Yeah. But you're right because if, for example, you know, like a baseball player, that's obviously not. You know, that's not that's casual. Yeah. But this at the same funny. time, so is a freaking cowboy. Yeah. They're all silly. Yeah. Rules are weird. I posted a video because I do the, the the workout stuff off, you know, sometimes. And I, I posted one from my car. Uh, it wasn't a video. It was a still, but it was me without my hat. Uh, because because People I, like, who are you? I wore, Where's I, Jeff May? Well, I wear a bandana. I wear I have to wear a sweat catcher of some mm -hmm. kind when I'm boxing. And a hat won't work because the yeah. brim means you can't get in close. So I wear a lot bandanas a lot. So most of my videos I have a bandana on or I'm wearing a hat in photos. And then I'll... I'll post a photo or a video of me hatless and they'll be like, wait, you have hair? Yeah. Who are? Yeah. They're like, you. Yeah. And I'm like, eh, it's it's just a, it's just a, a preference. I just like to wear that, but it's really fun. I like wearing baseball caps too. But when I have longer hair, my hair becomes greasier immediately faster. Seems so I like stopped wearing yeah. it until I have short hair again. Then I'll go back to baseball. If I go bald, I have such a weird shaped head. I'm going to definitely be a baseball. I cap feel head. like you're good. I feel like if you haven't started receding yet, you're, 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 edging 40 at this point in time so if my doctor if, said my hair was thinning so i'm actually on a daily pill to help curb and prevent that so i am on something you propecian so. bro yes nice. yeah yeah How's that? how is that finasteride right it's, that's what it's I called i don't know but it's propecia right. and he said the only side effect is loss of sexual drive but it's been fine that has not been a side effect for me yeah so, yep 
I already don't have one, so I don't know about that. <laughs> just I'm being a, asexual, I get so much more work done. Dude, I'm not I, focused on I that. Would, yeah. I would kill for that. Yeah. I would kill for that aspect of it, and then I wouldn't. <laughs> Give me drugs so I'm not sexually driven. I'm like, yeah. what's the form of asexuality where you can go J-O and not feel bad about it? Because that would be J-O? my... Jerk off. Oh, I'm an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I meant like a term of like going crazy or going insane. I didn't know what you meant. Yeah, anyways, this is fun. <laughs> this is a good good right turn in the conversation. Honestly, no notes. Mm-hmm. This is exactly what mm-hmm. I want out of this. Um, so now obviously we have that, you know, working with Tweeterhead and, mm-hmm. and, and originating out of Sideshow. And these are like, these are the jobs. These are the ones that pay the bills and mm-hmm. they, that keep a roof over your head and everything like that. But you actually have a lot of um, other projects that you do that I, I really want to talk about. Um, before we do that, uh, I just wanted you to know that uh, if you are a member of my Patreon, which you totally are, Dave, mm-hmm. um, and you sign up for the producer tier, you can pay a very affordable amount of money. And I will uh, I will absolutely uh, say your name on this podcast, which I'm going to do like right now oh, dang. for these people. And we can talk about this. We can we can do that. For example, uh, I would like to give a huge shout out to in Soviet Russia. We have cool Jeffs. You see that? Or you get the Aldo Vargas rookie card, everybody. Or ball house. Ball house. How about Koi Fam, art and mentoring? Do you know Koi Fam? Hmm. Great comic artist. Really? Nice guy. Just a really I good guy. I probably recognize it like written. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's whenever I hear him, like, whoa, yeah. what? Koi Fam. You know it's K-H-O-I-P-H-A-M. Yeah. I feel like I know that name. He came, uh, he was one of like Marvel's young guns. Him and Mike Choi were in that same. They were in the I know it, dude. Run. I think that was, yeah, that was their first time promoting like a group of artists. And yeah. I, I forgot who else was in that, but I totally remember that. I think thing. it was like um Dragota was in there. They had six of them because remember yeah. they did connecting covers. They'd have each of them do a cover, and if you got all six and pinned them on your wall, it'd be like a little mini, po- like a poster, you know. Yeah, I wonder because um, because yeah, it was like two thousand four. They had young gun. They had the first young guns, and they eventually did like a young guns two or something. Yeah, because Marvel has had like the young guns uh, process. Because I'm, I'm looking it up right now. Okay, so here are some of the alumni. Um, people like uh, Jimmy Chung, mm-hmm. Steve McNiven, Lionel Francis Yu, Daniel Acuna, David Marquez, Sarah Pacelli, uh, among others. That and they did a lot of, uh, and they still did it as of 2018. They were still doing that. I remember when they first started doing it too. It felt like half of them were people that were already established comic artists, which is kind of crazy. If they're like, oh, they're young. I'm like, dude, I'm like, I'm young, and I look up to these guys. That I feel are older than me. So it's like just. But it was cool that they're getting this extra like promo push, you know? They deserved it. Yeah. I would say. And that would have been, I think I met Koi in 2007 or something like that. And he was just a, just a, a great, uh, a great dude. So shout out to Koi Fam. Uh, and uh, he was a guest as we, so I've had two of those, the same class of young guns. Cause Mike Choi mm-hmm. and Koi have be- both been. Oh, on that's the show cool. Now. Choi and Koi. Joy Koi. They could have their own podcast. Man, Joy that would Choi and Koi. That would Joy be an interesting. Like <laughs> the thing is, is Koi, Koi was a lawyer. He was a Koyer. So Koi Fam, Fam was a lawyer. And then he like he has like very Jim Lee energy of mm. leaving one thing to pursue another. Mm. Of to pursue comic art. Um, and he's very like even keeled, very level-headed. He speaks very deliberately. He uh, he's very patient. 
And Mike Choi is the opposite of that. Mm. Where because he talks a lot about it, how he has manic episodes and stuff like that. So depending on when you get him, he's like real high energy. Yeah. Um, and and it's so it was like seeing them, it would be very odd couple for two people that are so incredibly talented. Yeah. Um, funny story, Mike Choi, when I was waiting to load up the um tweeter head booth. Mm-hmm. And I was waiting in a line for what six hours, yeah, uh, to get to the the loading area. Uh, Mike walked over to hang out with me for like <laughs> an awesome. hour. That's so cool. Um, yeah, to just chill. That was really cool. But anyway, so shout out to Koi Farm, Nolan Void, Ricky Cilantro, Big Booty Boy, four twenty sixty nine, Maine. More than Stephen King. You ever been to Maine? Colorado. No, sir. You were in Colorado though. That's, yeah, that's the Maine of the of the West. I think the furthest northeast I've gone is New York. You ever been to Massachusetts? No. Mm-mm. You should take Kelly to Salem. Yeah. No, I know. That's that's on the list, actually. Yeah. There was a big article about it, though, about how Salem was like, y'all need to stop coming here right now. Yeah. Because they had too many people having an influx in there. Because, like, their towns, their city's population is, like, 50 grand. Yeah. And, like, there was, like, 200,000 people showing up for Halloween. Yeah, I would and, never go there during Halloween. And that's were, like going to New Orleans during Mardi Gras. You want to like, go early October. Is when you really want to go. Yeah, fall. Jumping rope, still a sport. Jeff not liking it, still a fact. You liar. That's not true. I like it. I do hate it. Bodacious, big, bad, bouncing, bollock bonanza. Shout out to Jennifer Fendelander. Shout out to AV Foundry. Excuse me, at AV Foundry, who, by the way, sent me that dark face grizzler toy. Oh, that's awesome. So shout out to him. Shout out to Patrick Dore, Bart Fartigan, Rones, the best cat. Yeah, there's some fun ones in here. Shout out to Rones. Huey, check out Nerd with J- Dre and Jeff wherever Jeff May podcasts are found. I'm going to assume that that is uh, Dre Alvarez, who is the sponsor of one of my podcasts called Nerd, where we do a deep dive on nerdy shit. Rudy, Daft Punk has an anime Rueda. <laughs> so good. Jeff hates competitive fun. You're going to see a lot of JHCFs in here. And about me not liking sports. Shout out to Goji. Shout out to Gregorio, the city council member of arts and culture of District 1, approves this podcast. Gregorio, are you a city council member? Good for you, dude. Odessin Molotov says, topple the patriarchy, get p today. (laughs) There we go. go. They go all over the place. Gerard Ruane. Shout out to Farty Marty's Nerdy Party. Eat and die, Grand Canyon. Your Grand Canyon guy? I went there finally like six years ago, driving from Colorado out here. My brother drove it. Yeah, we drove it in like nonstop. And we got there right as the sun was setting. It was perfect. Was it? Yeah. I'm not interested in that. You should be interested in Sunset Grand Canyon. It's the better version of Grand Canyon. Did you take a picture of it? Uh, Probably. I'm not a picture guy. So Kelly and John probably took pictures. I was going to say, send me the picture and I'll get the gist of it. No. No, because you, you won't and you don't deserve it. See, that, but that I, I just I have to know. drive out there on your own. <sighs> you have to earn it. Show me in the rules where it says a dog can't play basketball. Shout out to Gray Man of the Nightmare Potluck. Everyone is welcome at the table. Shout out to Jeff using deep blue sea memes to break bad news. Shout out to Tyler Wilgus asking seven. In the time since he changed his name on this document, Jez Bud had a kid, got a new job and got COVID. Jez, you need to update that name. It's been there for a while. Uh, Shout out to Kimball, the casual Frankenstein. Shout out to the Target loss prevention officer currently hunting Jeff. I shoplift M&Ms at Target. uh, Currently? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I buy my other stuff. I just 
grab the yeah. thing. And uh, very recently, my producer, uh, who knows very much about this, sent me a like a Target. It was like a news article or something about how they like aggressively go after shoplifters. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm still doing it. How old am I? Why am I doing this? Because I can they, afford these M&Ms. I sure can. You're just sticking it to the patriarchy. Damn right That's I what am. You're doing. I'm getting today. Mm-hmm. I'm target with my mm-hmm. shoplifting. Um, <laughs> there you go, Odessa and Molotov. You got a, a callback, we call that. Um, shout out to Steven. Shout out to, I'm having trouble reading this name because I am illiterate. Was that Steven with a PH or a V? P-H-E-N, yeah. Hmm. Are you a V or a PH? Fan? I've known V's most of my life. And then like since like 10 years ago, it was like, oh, PH is a thing. I just didn't know if like I knew that I learned the history of Allen, like A-L-L-A-N is the original Allen. And then that's the Anglo-Saxon. No, A-L-A-N is the original and then Allen. A-L-L-E-N is I that is no, so one L. So it was A-L-A-N was first. Yeah. Then A-L-L-A-N was second and A-L-L-E-N was third. And that's. That happened after 1066, right? Probably. I don't know. That's because I think it was Alan, A-L-A-N, is the Anglo-Saxon mm. version of that. And then A-L-L-E-N is when um, when the uh, Norman conquest happened and mm. William the Conqueror came in and everything became French. Oh, I didn't know I, this. I, I just so. know you're supposed to judge people based on if they have the original version or the not original version. So I didn't know if Stephen with a V or PH was the original one. It's something we should look up later. Uh, I will let you know that I am an A-L-A-N. That's my middle name. Really? Oh, man. I just learned something about my cool friend Jeff May today. Jeffrey Allen May. Boy, I hate that name. Uh, So uh, we got that going on there. Uh, Shout out to Cody Beck, Mike Gouts, Lisa McCarty at Comics Book Girl. Comics with an X, girl with a U. Uh, And I'm going to I'm going to plug her. I'm going to plug her store. Austin, uh, Austin Books and Games, the Austin or Games and Books. I forget. Great, awesome. Great comic book shop in Austin. Yeah, Um, I'm going to go there next time. I'm not. And uh, this is the six year anniversary, by the way. Our recording this is the six year anniversary of when I filmed my failed pilot, (laughs) the pilot that never got picked up by sci-fi. And one of my co-hosts on the show was also worked at that store. Mm. Yeah, uh, shout out to Ty Denton for that. Um, so shout out to uh, ooh, Dr. DNA, Aeschylus and his tortoise. Shout out to Hooray for Pontius Pilate. It's a very biblical reference mm-hmm. there. Uh, shout out to that scene in Meet Joe Black where Brad Pitt dies. I only that's as far as I got in the movie. Because he gets hit by a car and he keeps bouncing between cars, and I started laughing. And then the rest, then the next ten minutes was boring, so I turned yeah, it off. It, it, it gets, but that moment was kind of did like you see it in the theater what? or at home? No, like yeah. on TV yeah. or something. Yeah, I know some people saw it in the theater and they were like, "It was really funny in the beginning, and then it got really boring," mm-hmm. um, which is fair. Um, I'm never gonna have a history podcast, you little. <laughs> so stop asking. Mackenzie, Sisyphus may be happy, but he's into CrossFit, so f- him chill. Is Sisyphus happy in the story? I don't even know. What's don't this, is I, that like a Shakespeare thing? The, rolling the boulder up the that top. That guy, of the not yeah. happy. So if you ever hear a Sisyphean task, it's that's what it is. Sisyphus. It's I remember that. Yeah, an incom- incompletable task. Um, Instagram and Twitter's at Bob underscore of underscore Skull. Shout out to Sergeant Pepper's hot dog flavored water. Shout out to Lemming Malloy. Norm from Cheers. Burrito mouth. You know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Burrito mouth. 
We get those burritos from Cilantro Mexican Grill. That's it's a great funny. burrito. Every time we have some kind of a meeting, you're always like, so we'll have it in my place. Mm-hmm. Do me a huge favor. Stop and get those burritos at Cilantro Mexican Grill. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are a tasty treat. So shout, out, shout out to Dan Hackroyd. Shout out to, since it's October, that means it's Halloween. And if it's Halloween, then it's basically Thanksgiving. So if it's Thanksgiving, then it's essentially Christmas. So Merry Christmas, everyone. Ooh, Huge news. I'm out. Bye. Huge news. <laughs> this episode drops in November, even though we're recording it in October. Uh, so that being said, um, it is Christmas. It is for me, anyway. I'm, I love Christmas. I'm kind of anti-Christmas now. Why? I don't know. I just like the obligation of getting presents and stuff. and That doesn't know. exist out here, though. I don't know, man. Plus, I feel like Christmas just took over Thanksgiving time. And so it's like, I just, it feels like it's the bully holiday, you know? No. Yes, it is the bully holiday. Thanksgiving is halftime. So Thanksgiving is halftime between two good holidays. We should have a whole nother podcast and get other people on here where we can have like a debate about Christmas and the holidays. I've done this a million times and I will stand by that forever. Thanksgiving is a placeholder, pardon the pun, um, that it holds that because, okay, so what do you eat at Thanksgiving that you also don't eat on Christmas? Uh, uh, Thanksgiving is turkey. Christmas is ham for me. Oh, yeah. We always had turkey on both. Yeah. No, I I didn't. I, I wouldn't have it any other way. I, I don't know. That's like, I think Halloween, especially in LA is just like, has gotten this like big push. Uh, and I don't know. I just feel like it's overrated. I've spent so Halloween's much, overrated. I spent so much money. Oh, yes, it is. God. Dude, Dude. I've, I've spent so much money on Halloween events. We went to delusion. Oh, that is uh, delusion. is this weird haunted house. That's also like a community theater experience. Where, oh, I can like, do that. Yeah. It's like immersive where you're in it and you're being moved through the house to help solve a mystery while monsters are coming at you. Nope. Not my thing. It, it was so weird. So funny because obviously it was a bunch of comedians there. And uh, at the end, like we were all hanging out outside and Lance Bass was there from NSYNC. Yeah. And we're all just like, this is the weirdest night of my life. Right. <laughs> just, it was like we, we were saying it, it's like describing delusion was like trying to do a Stefan bit from Saturday Night Live. We were just like explaining all the that happens in it. And you're like, I know none of this makes sense, but it's awesome. All right. Um, shout out to I, Jeff May. Believe there's no better streaming service than Tubi to watch Armand Asante movies. Pluto got a Jeopardy channel, by the way. That's very exciting. Uh, shout out to the itty bitty Millie committee who pities the fool. Shout out to Kelly says, get your booster, you gaslighting dip turds. Dip turds. Dip turds. I've never heard one. that before. Now I love it. It's a good one, right? Mm-hmm. You can, I remember my dad called somebody a touch hole once and I was like, well, I'm keeping that in my <laughs> touch hole. Yeah. I'm dip like, I'm, keep, I'm keeping that in the, in that's the, a great band name. The, the, the touch hole in dip turds. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to the guy who played JJ and Barry Gordy's the last dragon. Uh, shout out to Lisa Harden, uh, my co-producer at Mint on Card. Uh, Jessica Robertson, Silius Ruby, The Digital Phil, The Ghost of Dave Thomas, The Great Radvertising Scam, a Jeff May joint. I'm still working on it. It's coming. Aaron Meyer, El Seldo would like to thank you, Jeff, for introducing us to your cool friends. There you go. That's very exciting. Somebody wrote there in Soviet Russia, we have cool Jeffs twice. Wow. Wow. Getting greedy, Soviet Russia. It was me, Jeff. I've been giving you $10 a month since the beginning so you could afford more gas station Pop-Tarts, keeping you sluggish, just slow enough for me to steal Christmas. Uh, road trip food. I know you drink uh, Red Bulls, right? 
I mean, I'm more of a rock star energy drink organic guy. The, oh, I, okay. the passion island fruit or something like that is my favorite, but the Red Bull yellow is a good when that not available. When you're road tripping, mm-hmm. say you're driving to Ohio. That that happened. <laughs> um, what's the snack? What's the sweet and the, what's the savory snack that you grab? So I'm a trail mix guy because you just like pick up the bag and just dump some in your mouth. You get a variety of things, you know, like okay. not like without feeling like all sluggish because I can't yeah. eat heavy stuff. That you know, I just don't like being in a coma while I'm driving, so I try to like energy stuff, you know. So you're a trail mix guy. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. It's very Colorado of you. I try to stay away from like chips, even though I love, I'm a salty guy actually. Yeah. So anything salty, I, I'm not like a, you know, like, I don't know. That's it. A standard the chip end. or like a salt and vinegar chip? I love, chip or... dude, like jalapeno chips are my favorite. Like spicy without being like so spicy, I have to pull over the car often, you know? They're a little bit pricey, but I've been really enjoying um, wild chips. Uh-huh. They're, they're, they're um, a chicken. So instead of a potato, they're made out of like a, a chicken. And it's like some kind of like like dehydrated chicken. It's probably like, like it's like chicken mixed with like a tapioca to give it like the firmness to it. Mm. And they flavor them out, but they taste so frigging good. Oh, cool! They have like a a a, a, a chicken and waffle flavor. Wow! It has like a maple dust on it, and I never wanted to try them, and I finally did, and I was like, "All right, these are my favorite ones." Oh, that's crazy! They're so good, um, and they have great flavors, and it's it's good because like I don't like the carby. Mm-hmm. Like, but those are good. But I love gas station pop tarts, man. Mm, what's your pop tart? Um, I have uh, it's two, depending on the situation. My go-to, if they have it, is always going to be cherry mm. because it's sort of like a neglected flavor, you mm-hmm. know. Um, but I do like the brown sugar cinnamon. Dude, brown sugar cinnamon was my jam as a kid. So good. I used to eat those all the time. Because they're good. Mm-hmm. They're just like Agreed. a it's such a tasty treat. I'm I, with I you. love them so much. I'm with you. Um, shout out to Cronenberger Meister Meisterburger. Shout out to three Jacob Tremblies in a trench coat sneaking into an R-rated movie. Shout out to my friend Parker Aylesworth, who is not that tall. He just has fake legs. Shout out to Christy Salinas. Kale's only true purpose is as the garnish at a 1996 Pizza Hut buffet. Do you have a, what's your favorite like garbage pizza? Because you're a pizza guy, right? I love pizza. You do. I believe there's only good pizza and amazing pizza. Like even like the like garbage pizzas, like I still like it. Do you know? have like a, so are you an every pizza guy? Like if, is Pizza Hut and Domino's and, yeah. and Papa John's, that's all equal to you? Like is I don't there know if one I'd say prefer? equal. Like, so I used to work at Domino's Pizza for a long, long, long time. So I'd probably bias towards that. I know people would probably be the ops because they're sick of it, but I'm a creature of habit. So Domino's is probably like but my jam. I bet when you worked at Domino's though, it was a totally different pizza. Pizza than it they was have now. it was before they did like the crust overhaul and stuff so good it's so good yeah it was i still loved it back then maybe because with my discount i'd get a large pepperoni pizza for three dollars and 81 cents after tax which was amazing yeah because it's yeah. like a dough ball it would back then it was like a really the quality I, wasn't particularly I don't know. great but yeah i didn't but, know how much like domino's really revolutionized like uh online app purchasing for oh, yeah, like, like food they're like oh you can Check out your order online and see where it's at. They were like really the first ones to do that, game, which is yeah. crazy. They were the ones that did it where you could just send a pizza emoji to a number. And if you had and you they would send you you would pick up your saved. It's a brilliant marketing I didn't know thing that. That's where cool. it was like it was like you would order it by texting them the pizza emoji. And if you were in the database, it was you had to like set up like your order. And if you ever wanted your order, you would just do that. That's brilliant. That's like when Starbucks did the thing where they were writing everybody's names wrong. Mm, On purpose? And everybody was like, what a stupid thing. And then they were like, I'm going to go. 
<laughs> like, I'm yeah. going to go see how they misspell my name. I didn't know they did it on purpose. That is genius because I feel like I would do that on purpose if I work there. Like, I have a, I, I have probably like a whole episode's worth of Domino's stories that none of them are like gross. Like, I think people always worry about like gross yeah. fast food. Like, we, where I worked, we're actually not the gross people, which is great, but there's some fun like prank, Domino's pranky stories. stuff, like like Kinda, silly stuff, or just yeah. weird, just sit, like I feel like there could be a whole one season's worth of television of Domino experience that I had. I yeah. had a I had a similar thing at Foot Locker when I worked with my brothers, and whenever me and my two brothers were the only people working, the numbers would be the sales numbers were off the chart. And they couldn't figure out why. Because my brother was the manager. Mm. My brother was an assistant manager. And so he would be in charge of me and my other brother. Was he the assistant to the regional manager? He the, no, he was the assistant regional manager. But so they would, and they would finally figure, like they finally figured out that when we were no longer having this weird oversight and allowed to interact with the with the customers the way we felt comfortable, mm -hmm. that we would do very well. So my brother basically was like, if you want this store to do well, leave us alone. Yeah, let us do us, man. And and it worked really well. But we used to do just like we would do just silly shit all the time. Like mm -hmm. we would we would we we because we're dressed as referees, we, we would carry penalty flags and throw them up at people or like when it, it was just they chose the wrong shoe. Throw of like a red flag at them. Like, the get out of the store. The yellow. We would have that yellow. Yeah. The yellow flag that the the football refs throw up. In there. Was, oh yeah, was I was just, thinking soccer. Like where you get a yellow flag or a red flag. And yeah. it was just fun. And and you know that really is like there is something to be said about those those jobs that you had back in the day when you were finding your footing. Mm -hmm. That like freedom. It's very like American Beauty when he's just like I miss working at a restaurant at a at a. A McDonald's or something like that. Mm -hmm. Did you ever work in fast food? Domino's. Oh, you worked in Domino's. Yeah, yeah, I guess that tracks. Yeah, that, that was like my first and only job before I got a job at General Giant Studios. My first like art job. Really? So, so you yeah. went from Domino's to General Giant. Mm -hmm. I um General Giant a sideshow kept going up. Then Tweeterhead small went from the biggest statue company to smallest statue company. Yeah, I because once it. you've hit that apex, though, like you're like, all right, now I want to build something back up. Yeah, again. Dude, it's so, like I mean, that, I didn't mean that as like a negative at all. Like Chad and I actually joke about all the time, and I love it. I love work for like a super small. No, that's that. It's not. It's a challenge to be able to do that and build. Like if you worked at the tops, you worked for Coca Cola, and then well, like, okay, I was watching the documentary on like The Simpsons, mm -hmm. and they talked about how like building up Fox meant that a lot of people that worked for NBC and were leaving to build up this fledgling company because they already were at the mountaintop. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's a good challenge for a lot of people. Anyway, shout out to at the pajama Ryan Instagram for pictures of my feats of strength. Shout out to verbose minimalist world's most humblest man. Adam Warlock, he wants your soul. Ass of Bass, the local man, at Gavin underscore not with two Ts. Jen, be earnest, enjoy what you love. That's such a sweet thing to put in the middle of this cesspool of words here. Mm -hmm. um, Nicholas, simply having a wonderful man bun time. Fabian, I worked at uh, Toys R Us. That song. Is this a producer? Every 40 minutes. No, this person. I worked at Toys R Us. I did, but I did. I worked at Toys R Us seasonally. So when I was a... <laughs> why seasonally? Just because it was like, oh, Christmas is when they need to like hire more people. Yeah, because it was when I was a teacher. And I just was like, well, I could use... What I really was like, I want access to all the best shit. 
yep. during the during the toy run. If I wanted to get a Nintendo DS when they came out, I would just be like, "Hey, hold on to a DS for me." Yeah, because I worked there. Smart. Yeah. Uh, the height of Marvel Legends. Marvel Legends when they were doing those like when the Deadpool Marvel Legends came out. That's when I was working there, and that thing was immediately like one hundred and twenty dollars. Yeah, which was really fun. But that was that was interesting. You ever man bun out, or do you just like let it hang? I man bun when I need to, not yeah. like out of like style, but like at Comic Con, actually did the man bun quite a bit because, like, switching sh- like I just my hair down with a mask on, and then I'd put up like with my hair down, oh, yeah. putting a mask on, I get caught all the time. And I had a backpack. I'm like, dude, screw it, put up, put up in a man bun. Yeah, that's not smart. Um, Gotham City OSHA, shout out to Jeff May convinced me to quit Twitter, and you should quit too because it's awful. I agree that Twitter is awful, but I'm not leaving to spite Elon Musk. Hmm. Like I, that's how that's how strongly I feel about that at this point in time. Uh, also, like I saw somebody that was like, "Looks like I'm just going to be on Instagram," and it's like, "Do you not know who owns that?" Because yeah. I, I hate to break it to you, but I'm reserving judgment to see what happens with Twitter. Yeah. I like I can't imagine being like a bad place. I don't know. I mean, it's already a bad place. Yeah, I can't imagine. Being it is worse. a bad place. Yeah. I mean, is what I mean. Yeah. I yeah. don't use it. I well, they said it. as soon as he took over, they said that use of the N-word went up 500%. <laughs> it's like, Jesus. I don't care for pie. Ah, God, it feels so good to finally get that off my chest. You a pie guy? I like pie. I don't seek it out. I'm yeah. not like, oh, man, I got to go find pie. You go to a pie a pie restaurant. You go to House of Pies. I've been to House of Pies. Okay, so you go to House of Pies. What do you order? Uh, I'm an apple pie. Classic. Dutch or yeah. classic American? I don't know the difference. Dutch has the crumblies on it? And and a classic American has a standard crust topping. Oh, I feel like I've done classic. I guess. Then. Yeah, yeah. Try a Dutch apple pie next I'm time. Try it They're next time. freaking yeah. delightful. It's yeah. a little more cinnamony it. and stuff. I had boysenberry for a long time pie. Like my grandma made that. I believe it was boysenberry. I love that too. So invented yeah. here in California. Boysenberry. Yep. Pie. I, no boysenberries. Really? Invented at Knott's Berry Farm. Dang, I did not know that. How did yeah. they get out to Missouri? Did they, they travel. Did yeah, they yeah. No, it's it's that's that's just general. Do they roll like, there? Yeah, right. That's exactly. They yeah. They 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 like went on a road trip with the boys yeah. in berries. Uh, I'm a big uh, I'm a big blueberry pie fan. I like. I came back to it. Mm. I used to be a chocolate pie fan. Things like that. Key lime is my and then a blueberry pie with a, a warm slice of blueberry pie with vanilla ice cream. Mm. An yeah. absolute delight. Shout out to Jocular Haggard, Cantankerous Fool, and Vortispin. Those are the names I have on the list. Uh, if you did not hear your name, it's because you did not put it onto the list and make sure you get to me. Uh, those are all of the sponsors uh, at that producer tier. Thank you all so much uh, for doing that. And again, just head on over to patreon.com slash Jeff May, and you can have access to that. Plus this show early, uncensored, with bonus content, uh, as well as other shows like Nerd. Uh, and uh, Ugh Fine, my uh, monthly podcast with Kim Crawl, who that's actually dropping also today. Also the day that this episode drops because we drop it on the first of the month. Oh, I compete. And with this a... is, I'm competing oh my with myself. God. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm very. Shark Tank would not be happy with you competing with yourself. I'm very rigid about this though. I, I, I promise that the episode is going to be up on the first of every month of Ugh Fine. And I promise that on Tuesday, Every other, every other Tuesday is when Jeff has cool friends drop. So mm-hmm. if the first falls on a Tuesday where I have to drop it, that's just that's just how it works. I'm not going to I'm not going to break my word. Mm. I feel uncomfortable about that, which maybe I should I should calm down a little bit on that about the whole like 
I get told a lot, like I, I won't ever, if I am ever booked on a show, I won't cancel no matter what, mm-hmm. no matter what the personal cost is to me, unless there's something super tragic. Unless you have COVID and it's in person and you can't do it or, unless you wear a beekeeper suit, I guess, you know, but, like, and Val told me, she's like, you need to be less. She's like, integrity is good, but maybe you need to not be as rigid about it mm-hmm. as possible. Maybe it will bend a little bit. I don't like, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. A little flexible, Jeff. I don't. I don't know. It, it's it's interesting. So you you have a couple of projects, uh, a couple of projects that you've done individually, and it's sort of like I like to know. I want to know more about these things because first off, like the 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 first thing in your your like umbrella, it's satellite soda, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as I was researching, it seems like it's like a graphics based. Um, like, tell me about satellite soda. Satellite soda. <clears throat> oh man, that's been ever changing since it started. We started that when I was in college. Me and some college buddies who knew each other online there's like early art forum days um, oh yeah what so was the forum i was on a few one was artzilla and that was run by ed mcginnis that was like ed mcginnis's oh, I love ed. with uh uh lashawn thomas kieran grant and sanford green and they're like it was it was a really cool place it was like my little online art home you know yeah and uh that was super fun but um so we, we, I was on a few different art forums. Eventually me and my friend were like, let's start our own. And a lot of these art forums had like artists that were, you know, kind of like the, the, you know, the artists that were like, Hey, there's our place to come hang out. And a lot of times they were like very similar art style wise. And I'm like, well, I draw black and white creepy stuff. My friend draws super cartoony, like Sherbert rainbow colored stuff. So we're exact opposites. We should start a place together and celebrate art diversity. Oh, cool. And so... That's what we did is my buddy Dylan McRae. His art's amazing. His color choice is like bonkers. But if like you looked at my art back then, his, you're like, these two guys work together? That's nuts. But um, so it started as a forum. Mm-hmm. We had a mascot, little funky love bot. Then we made a villain forum. So we started making like characters and like fan art of our own characters. They didn't really have an established look. Then we were trying to work on like a story in a movie for that. But it was like not set up well at all for that because we didn't have like an LLC or ownership or anything. So we just kept it as like, hey, let's just make this a, a thing it's, it's like a, a ver- party so a very artist um a very artist thought to have is just to not under to not really establish the minutiae of it yeah. and just be like we're just making art man yeah so now now we i'm kind of rebranding it actually starting at this designer con is sell it so to present so it'll be a giant banner that promotes individual artists so like anyone can show up this is like my buddy um zach cross who goes by Zach the Wizard on Instagram. He's going to be there with his stuff. I'll be there with my mom's store stuff. So satellite soda is more like the hangout for people to show their. It's wares. like the umbrella. It's yeah. the you know what? It's the image comics of of an art thing where it's like it is its own thing, but it allows it, it uses its name to get other people out there. Yeah, it, except it'll like it won't go to like public. It won't be like oh satellite soda the publishing. Com-. It'll just be like literally a banner at conventions for yeah. now. So yeah, because yeah, because so like satellite soda, you guys. It, it, what as I was researching, it was mostly like graphic based things, a lot of stickers, a lot of t-shirts. It, it's sort of like it's like you're selling this vibe of what you guys are doing. It's yeah. like we're doing fun art. And then from there, the product that I, I, I most equate you with at this point is Monsters, which um, so tell me about Monsters. Yeah, so Monsters is something I started last year, year and a half ago. As a result of me looking at my like action figure collection on my shelf, which is like yeah. He-Man, Ninja Turtles, Street Sharks, lot of stuff, and like looking at it and be like, what's missing? Like, what are the things I want to go with all these other things? And the first thing I thought of was like, 
some sort of, even though like, you know, street sharks are awesome. It was like, add more Ninja Turtles in my collection. I think I was like, what's the character Ninja Turtles I'm missing kind of a thing. So I would like, you know, oh, I would love to see like a shark type character. Oh, a killer whale is cool. Oh, maybe I'll mix it with this. Cause I love creature design. That's always been like my DNA since going to art school was, I, I want originally I want to get like work at whatever ILM is like a creature designer. So that's mm-hmm. always been there. Yeah. But then in like the last five, years ish since working at sideshow on those he-man statues i was like really reconnecting with like my childhood and i'm like you know you know what i love motu love ninja turtles love all this weird wacky 80s early 90s stuff so i want to infuse some of that back into what i'm working on so i reached out to my buddy erwin papa who's an amazing designer artist on instagram or i mean not just on instagram but that's where you find his work but um Mm. i I reached out to him like dude you want to work on some stuff with me you know like Made an, I made an LLC, kind of made it all work for hire. So I try to correct my mistakes at Satellite Soda and kind of like make it all, you know, yeah. from the get-go proper. And I reached out to him and he's like, dude, totally. So I pitched him some ideas. I'm like, this is this line. I want to make it all like like two-legged, buff arm, you know, animal hybrids. I came up with a list of animals. And the first two were with Shamumu, which is uh, orca meets bull, cow, because the black and white graphic thought that'd be a cool thing to mix together. And then Sting Cobra, which is like a cobra head with a with a, with a scorpion. Uh, scorpion claw yeah, and a yeah. scorpion tail. And I'm like, these things look cool. And so I pitched it to Erwin. He did some designs. I'm like, dude, these are awesome. So we just came up with a whole list of things. And yeah, this, the idea is, is like a five and a half inch toy line. The you know? energy for these, because you also do mini ones as well. And the best way that I described it, or, or the best way that I could view it is it is if you mixed battle beasts and masters of the universe together, that's sort of the energy. Cause I got, I bought your Gilman mm-hmm. mini cause I yeah. just, I liked it. I thought it looked really cool. Cause you, you started like the first consumer product you ever put out, right? Was these three minis. Yeah. So that actually started before Monsters. Cause I just commissioned my buddy, Paul Komoda, who's an amazing yeah. artist. I'm like, well, cause he want... did the Gilman for Tweeterhead as well. Right. He yeah. Did a yeah. Lot he, of that he, work. yeah. He did the, sculpting. he did a design and a lot of the sculpting on it too. And I'm like, and this is actually before that. So before the Tweeterhead Gilman, I'm like, you know, I really want just like this early 2020. I'm like, I really want just Paul Komoda, little Gill man. I got like huge in the, what, you know, muscle figures, Keshi figures. Oh yeah. I'm like, Hey, let's just do like a muscle inspired, you know, Gill man. And I actually had these street shark ones that Mattel made. And so I sent him oh, a package yeah. of them. I'm like, like this, you know, size, of course he sculpted this. He designed and sculpted this awesome Gill man. It's a tiny bit bigger. I'm like, this is awesome. Let's, I want a Cthulhu. Yeah. It's about, you know? it's about two and a half inches tall. Yeah. yeah he's yeah. exactly two and a half inches tall. Oh, I, just, wow, really? I just measured him. Yeah. And then, so he did a Cthulhu. Cthulhu is about three inches. He got bigger. Then I'm like, you know what? This should, let's just round it out with like a three piece set. They're all C related. So we have Gilman with Cthulhu. Let's do a little crab monster. So he did that. I'm like, this is awesome. And so throughout like 2020 and early 2021, you know, he designed, sculpt these things. I'm like, hey, let's really show these off at DesignerCon. I'm going to have some resin castings by then. So for DesignerCon last year, I showed off, I kind of like announced Monsters, the Instagram page. And the main effort with Monster is going to be this five and a half inch figure line. But to fund some of that stuff, it's fun to have some like immediate, you know, things you just get out there in the world and share with people. So the like Monster is proper is like the like creature hybrid stuff. Then these little mini figures, the ones that you got are just like random things. This is kind of like whatever else comes out of our heads. We can make little figures of that. We can just fast turn around. So did you ever play with the supernaturals toy line as a kid? I don't know that one. So they were like, um, you would get like a knight or like an Egyptian character. And it was like, you got this body. Mm -hmm. uh, And it was like really like, 
five points of articulation yeah, or something yeah. like that. Or four. It was four points of articulation. Not particularly great toys, but they had holograms. Oh, I remember those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And no, there was a Viking those. and there was a knight and it was yeah. all this stuff. But then they also had these mini versions of them that were just little ghosts. Mm. And they were all little ghosts. And they were all like kind of like generic ghosts. And so that's kind of like the thing where it's like these side characters um that are like slightly smaller than what you have about half the size yeah, it's also like with ninja turtles how you can get a character and they come with like that little tiny character that's one the, color the and muck, that's all it is the muck man and then joe eyeball yeah joe eyeball the yeah. nut and screw loose yeah yeah jeez uh, what else was there there's a ton of them but those are like the two known ones for yeah. sure but like that that to me is kind of like these could fit in like that or whatever it's yeah. a little bit random but yeah like so yeah. so uh we we you started sting cobra and then shamumu yeah and sh- now we have Bear Zerker, mm-hmm. which is a bunch of bears. Yep. It's a bear together. made of bears. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> With tiger is, legs for no great. reason. Yeah. As well as two silhouetted pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, Escar Bro, mm-hmm. which I'm going to assume is a snail. Snail lamprey mix. A snail yeah. lamprey mix. Is so lamprey really... is like the weird little leechy looking. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like they have the little sucker mouths. But if you look at their mouths close up, they're like this, like just yeah. circular it's row of like of shark teeth. teeth. Yeah. Right? It's like, yeah. what? So I thought that'd be a cool hybrid. It reminds me of like the Minox. From uh, Lamprey, oh, uh, yeah. the Minox in yep. in um, in Empire Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then Bone Picker, which I'm, you've only done as a silhouette so oh. far on what you did, but I'm going to guess it is a vulture hyena. Hyena. Oh, yeah. great. Oh, that's awesome. And then last year, DesignerCon. So actually, I brought a book with me at DesignerCon last year. So we had Shamumu as a work in progress sculpt just to show people like this is a thing, yeah. you know? And then add a book, and then add the little mini monsters there to sell. And then add a book showing kind of like Shamumu with the black and white rendering because it felt like the the 3D print I had there didn't show that element it was off. Gray, right? Yeah. yeah, it was just also just show like how it's like oh, it's a cow meets killer whale kind yeah. of a look, you know. And then add Irwin's concept art, which I thought was really strong. And then people could see the color for like him, and then they got to see what Sting Cobra looked like. And then we had. Four silhouettes. So Bone Picker was one. Escar Bro was one. And my buddy Mandy, who you know, came up with that name. I, I wanted this snail oh, lamprey guy, and his name was Snail Bro until I could figure it out. So she came up with Escar Bro. Like, That's oh great. God. Yeah, Mandy's great. Yeah, she's awesome. What a delight. That, 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 by the way, I would like to add that we were, when we were driving back from uh, San Diego, uh, trying to stay alive, Yeah. Uh, one of the things we talked about is how much we just really liked the energy of the booth. Yeah, no, um, we had a good group. There, yeah. You, Val, Mandy. Yeah, no, it was, it was awesome. Yeah. Was so, so, so these had... are, real quick, because you're going to be at DesignerCon, mm-hmm. which is, I don't know if people know this, my favorite convention of the year. It's designer great. con. Yeah, it's super cool. It's it really is the the best con if you like weird art. Just fu- if you like artists and art. And I was telling somebody about this where it's the only place you can go and see somebody like Jim Fletcher who was responsible for DC's entire collectible line for like 20 years. Yeah. Still and, and yeah. you see him with a little table. Yep. trying to tell people like check it out these are my my flippatoons and it's yeah. a monster one way and a monster the other. and they're awesome yep. and he and it's just like these people that are like I also bring my own wares here yep. mm-hmm. um which is sort of like what satellite soda was doing while you're like yes I know I I I was working on the Chitara statue for sideshow but also check out the I'm doing that's not licensed yeah yeah um that's really fun and I really love that and and so that's going to be 
In November, that's soon, mm-hmm. right? November, yeah, November 18th, 18th through the 20th at Anaheim Convention Center. And I'll be there. Mm-hmm. I, I, better be. I'm, I'm absolutely going to be there. That's uh, fun. It's definitely like designer vinyl focused, a lot of like Sufubi stuff and, you know, artist vinyl kind it, of stuff. But it's where I met my friend Science Patrol, who uh, he was a listener of Unpopular Opinion. And we kind of like bumped into each other. And he was like, oh, my God, it's so nice. And then he showed me what he does. Yeah. And if you saw my vinyl um, shelf over there, yeah. then you most of that was his yeah that's the and so now i'm a fan of his and he came on and did the show and blah 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 uh and it was awesome but like that's what designer con's all about where you meet people like alex party uh where you meet uh, wizard of barge dave igo these people that are are these people that exist in this really cool world and you get to go see them and they're like not it's not this crazy san diego comic-con shark tank where people are fighting for funko pops yeah I mean, they did bring Funko a couple years ago, which was like, oh, Funko. I mean, like Funko's amazing in their own way, but it was fun. Like it it feels like that was bringing the giant corporation to like the fun, small thing, which is I get it. Well, the sideshow did that, too, because they they but they went undercover as unruly industries. And then everybody saw through it immediately. So then the next year they were like, we're just sideshow. (laughs) Like, it's fine. Uh, Because unruly, they, they got into the designer toys thing as well. Yep. Like, it doesn't have to be like a Batman Arkham version. It can be, oh, here's a melting, here's a melting Spider-Man or something like that. Mm -hmm. And that's really fun. But yeah, to see, and then because Funko bought Mondo Mm -hmm. and Mondo's always been a big presence there too. So Mm -hmm. it's just, it's all part of it. Um, So that's really exciting. Um, Satellite Soda has a booth in which Monstors is going to be there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, do you know where you're at yet, or is that not a thing? I right? have the booth number on my Instagram. I'm going to check real quick because they just gave it to us, and I have it right here. I'm not delaying it all. I swear it's to all God. Good. Booth can... number 925. So if you want to go to booth 925, uh, if you're there, then hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, so so definitely check that out. Um, also, and this is like the other thing I want to talk about, you teach ZBrush. Mm-hmm. So you teach artists how to digitally sculpt. Yeah. The enrollment of people that have been in your classes reads like a Comic-Con. I mean, you taught Olivia mm-hmm. how to do ZBrush, and she just recently uh, announced her statue. Yeah, yeah. She yeah. sculpted on her own. Yeah, she gives me some credit for that, which is kind of nuts, because I just helped her get started in ZBrush. And then my, um, uh, she did a lot. I think it was a sculpt Mark Newman started. She went in rework. She's very particular and she self-admitted this way. She's like, I need to really like make this my own. And so she handled a lot of it with my TA. James Chaw was really helping out Olivia day to day on that project with, um, her other friend, Martin, who helped design that base. But, um, yeah, she, it's crazy because a lot of people think like, oh, I'm too old to learn digital sculpting or whatever. I'm like, dude, Olivia took my class. She's 70. Like, who are you? Yeah. You know, like, what, what the hell? No excuse. Adi you know? Granov was another example of that. Yeah. Uh, of taking your class. Somebody that was essentially one of the visual architects of the MCU by yeah. sort of being the designer of Iron Man, yeah. you, you yeah. know, for the 2008 project. You know, you, you, you see that and it's funny, like that's a good example of when you see all the MCU like concept art and it's now it's mostly Andy Park. You know, he tends to be like the, the guy that tends to be the visual. But it was Adi Granoff before that. He yeah, was it was. I mean, it was uh, Ryan Minerding and Adi and Phil Saunders were yeah. like the three original. And then 
Andy came on later. Andy's awesome. So he's, it's like, yeah, he's so cool. Yeah. Ryan and Andy are definitely like the, the heads of that. And they have a amazing team that they work with, but, um, yeah, it was cool to like teach Audie cause he's, I've known Audie now for a, a while because of my relation, because of sideshow, you know, like yeah. I was like, Hey, let's work with this guy, Audie Granoff. Let me just reach out to him. He's like, Oh, totally. And we, I'm like, he's such yeah. a cool dude. So was we, that Mark too? Did you know Mark Brooks? Um, uh, I knew Mark that, before or... Sideshow a bit, and then through yeah. Sideshow we kind of reconnected. So I knew him back in the old art form days. I forgot if his was um, Draw Stick, I believe was his with Ali Garza. I think they had their own yeah, right. art form. Yeah, back and then I think Mark before that was on Lead Heavy. I think he was on Lead Heavy with um Scotty Young and Kari Randolph and a few others. So dude, Scotty, did I ever tell you Scotty Young? Do you know how long I've known Scotty Young? Mm-mm. Since two thousand four. Oh, that's. Like we, we like, it was like he had just gotten, I think human torch mm. for Mar. It was like his big break, so to speak. And I went to his table at a con and was just like, Hey man, like I've been picking up your book. I really dig your style. And this was, you know, he was still new with his style, but it was something very refreshing. And there was like, nobody came up. Like people didn't care. Yeah. And I got a sketch from him, like a full page sketch for $15. Don't, broadcast that now and i think about man i undersold that hard i mean he was young at the time so you know but man that was that was cool scotty's really cool yeah Yeah, i think the first time i met him was i mean it was like 2001 comic-con was the first time i met and that's when i went to comic-con on my own from colorado after i graduated college and met him and um kari randolph and sean galloway goes by cheeks they Cheeks, were yeah. they were the two that really kind of like took me under their wing because i was like a kid that just graduated from school but i knew them oh, online yeah, right. and we snuck into the marvel party together and that was super awesome <laughs> that's when i met zeb wells for the first oh, time I was at Comic Con yeah. too. yeah and we're like oh we're both from colorado what <laughs> so yeah that was a really meaningful 2001's comic-con was a really big one for me so yeah i couldn't make it out to that I I'm just, sorry. I was, my first Comic Con was 2007. Mm. I thought it was, was 2004. No, well, that, no, my first San Diego was oh. 2007. No, I was going to basement cons since the 90s whenever I was able to get dropped off there by my parents. Oh, that's and then cool. My first real Comic Con that I was able to access, it was sort of like a post college. It was 2004. So it was mm. my first year of teaching. And I started driving to like you know, Wizard Worlds, actually, yeah, like yeah. Wizard World Philly and Wizard World Chicago. I would fly out to, and I, that was like a good. It seemed like a you know I was making decent enough money, and I was like, you know what, I'm gonna actually treat go myself, and have fun. go yeah. do something, yeah. and that was really fun. Um, okay, so uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna we're gonna we're gonna end this episode. I'm gonna keep you for a little bit because we're gonna talk about some bonus content. Bonus content. But I do I do realize I've kept you for a little bit longer than I was supposed to. That is my bad. So um Dave, social media. How do we find you? Instagram? Yeah. So I mean my my main job, which I love to death, is Tweeterhead. Mm-hmm. So Tweeterhead's on mainly Instagram, Facebook. Uh they have a like a the, Twitter, kind of, not really. And it then, was uh, a, I tried getting Twitter. I got in trouble yeah, yeah. for some of the stuff that I tried to do for Twitter. But I think that's, that's okay. just at Tweeterhead. And then my personal Instagram, which I have a lot of my own personal art, which has been fun, is at David Igo stuff. That's Instagram. And then my Monstores is at the Monstores on Instagram. And I'm not on Twitter really at all. I think I tried to start one. I just don't know how to do yeah. it. I don't know Twitter. Plus, yeah. I hate the name. Like, I. Not like just tweeting and twits and Twitter. I'm like, Bleh. so I just stayed away from it. So, so um, 
the Monstors, if somebody mm-hmm. wants to get those, because obviously not everybody can make it to an Anaheim convention yeah. or something like that. Yeah. So, like, if somebody's like a collector and they want to get these, like, how mm-hmm. what would be the best way? Is there like a, a mailing list or something? Like, how do you get how do you get a Shamu Move five and a half inch action figure? So we're working on how we're gonna launch. It's either gonna be I'm just gonna self fund it and make them, or it's gonna be a Kickstarter event, or maybe a company wants to produce them. I'm not sure yet. So it's it's in the early stages of just show and tell. You, should do you know, Kickstarter. I think that'd be a fun way to do it. So for now, it's just at the Monsters on Instagram. And that's where like, I make all my main posts. Whenever little figures are available, like the Gilman, Cthulhu, yeah. Krabby. And then we're working on a new wave, wave two of little mini figures. And that is something big and awesome for designer. A new wave, huh? Yeah. And it may or may not have been done digitally. We may or may not be making them in two sizes because they're really awesome. And that was, yeah, the two sizes thing has been interesting because I saw what happened when Sideshow and Tweeterhead were doing the the new sizes because you were doing the quarter scales mm-hmm. as well as the six scales and people were like why yeah and it's like what do you care <laughs> just like get the one you, you want yeah, if you want core scale get core scale but this is different my own yeah. little thing i'm like yeah. oh these do it like that would yeah. be fun yeah. what would be the other size be so it depends on what the subject matter is and maybe they have to go to designer con to find out or okay. follow at the monsters on Instagram. So it's going to be, I haven't announced yet. That's why yeah. I just want to hold that back. Fair enough. Bit. We yeah. don't have to, but the monsters is T H E M O N S T O R S O R S. Cause the idea is eventually, and I'm going to show this at designer con. Cause we're going to have sting Cobra as a 3d print. Also it's, Ooh. you can swap the arms and the head. So the idea is like, or this, or this, or this, I want it to be very like swappable swap and play. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's pretty. That's pretty rad, though. That's rad as hell. Uh, Dave, I love you, man. You're such Thanks, a good man. dude. Uh, you're one of my. You're one of my favorite people to talk to and hang out with, and and just an absolute delight. And and you really do. You're one of those people that meshes with everybody, and it makes me furious at how good you are at that. <laughs> Thanks. It's infuriating. It's it's. I don't know. It's just like part, part DNA. Like my parents are kind of that way, and then part like how I was raised because I have a twin brother, so you're just like used to interacting from like oh, yeah. in the wound to outside the wound. You know. Yeah. You're very likable. So Thank everyone, you. follow Dave. Check out the Monsters. Check out Satellite Soda. Check out Tweeterhead. They've got some really, really great stuff. Uh, obviously, I've said that before. I've said the Tweeterhead thing plenty of times before. Mm-hmm. But uh, you're all fantastic. If you are listening for free, thank you so much for your ears. You are the best. If you want to, head on over to patreon.com slash Jeff May, where you can get access to this as well as uh, other shirts, early access, uncensored episodes with bonus content, which we're going to do uh, in a little bit. Uh, you can also check me out on social media at Hey There Jeffro, H-E-Y-T-H-E-R-E-J-E-F-F-R-O. If you want to see me live, Mint on Card is the second Friday of every month at Blast from the Past in beautiful Magnolia and Burbank, which means the next show, 11-11. Happy Veterans Day. Have some comedy. And I can say this without bias. I've been twice and I should go more. It's an awesome fun time. Super, 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 super fun time. Really the, the best, uh, the best thing I've ever heard is when uh, a comedian walked up to me after the show and said, every ingredient of your show should torpedo your show and your show works better than any other show I've done. That's awesome. Like all the ingredients are wrong, but it ends up being perfect because of it i think all the ingredients are great so maybe he and i just disagree on the lights shouldn't be on like you shouldn't the store shouldn't be open like it's one of the there's no alcohol that's true it's like one of those things where like people like it doesn't seem to like 
it doesn't seem to work and yet it works so well. Um, but you can check that out. You can also hear uh, Tom and Jeff watch Batman on the Gamefully Unemployed Network and Unpopular Opinion and You Don't Even Like Sports, both on the Unpops Network. Uh, Dave, say goodbye to everyone. Thank you everyone for listening. It was awesome. Thank you everybody. You're the best uh, for you. Uh, for you uh, for you patrons, we'll see you in, I don't know, like what, 30 seconds, 15 seconds, eight. I don't know how long the editing process goes for this. But uh, see you soon. Hey, everyone. Our artwork is created by Justin T. Brown, who can be found at Artness by Justin Brown on Instagram, as well as artnessbyjustinbrown.com. That dope music you heard is by Troy Nababon, available at Troy Nababon on Instagram, as well as at troynababon.com. Nababon is spelled N-A-B-A-B-A-N, and boy, does that shred. Thank you all so much for listening. See you next time.